if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we welcome you to Countdown to March Madness, number two on uh, ECSW, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, like seven others. I don't know all of them and I don't have a list of them. But if you go to my Twitter, which is, of course, at Ethan Carter SW, you will find all the stuff there. But uh, we have a little bit of a uh, – last week we did about an hour and 40. We're only going to do like an hour probably this time, uh, maybe a little less. Who knows at this point. But we're going to dummy it down a little bit more, kind of get into – Yeah, kind of get into the uh, – a lot of bracket stuff and a lot of uh, what happened over the week because there's a lot of games that had a lot of tournament in- implications. Yeah, the madness has already started here in late February. So ought to be ought to be fun. It really started in like – November this year because this year has just been insane. True. Especially since all these uh, you know, bracketology people still hold Kentucky's loss to Evansville against them, despite the fact that Kentucky has literally dominated the entire SEC. So I don't know. What happens when you lose to Evansville? It's a horrible loss, but I (laughs) I just can't get behind yeah, judging them on way way too early of a game to to hold that big implication. Especially with the history of Kentucky always starts out slow. It always right. happens. So yeah, I don't get that. guy find a way to get all them freshmen sophomores going. So yeah. So before we get into uh, the big bracket stuff, we're gonna go do a little something uh, quickly here based on the regular season, which is of course John Rothstein's All American Watch. Now this I wrote this down like three or four days ago, so I don't know how much this could change, but uh, we'll just go over the uh, first team, second team, third team, then how many players per conference there is. And uh, the first team is literally the player of the year watch. Right, yeah. It's, <laughs> Absolutely. it's Pritchard, Howard, Powell, Top, and Garza, which is fine by me. No problems there. Yep. Uh, the second team is Malachi Flynn from San Diego State, who you know hit a big shot against UNLV. They lost the game, but he kept them in it late. Uh, Devon Dotson from Kansas. Jordan Inwara from Louisville. Lamar Stevens, who had a rough week. Uh, from yeah. Penn State, and then Vernon Carey from Duke. Now, my problem here is I think um, I think that I would maybe give a, a little bit more of a look to Jared Butler from Baylor just because Baylor's been so good this year. And I think that Dotson, Dotson's great. He's had a fantastic season. But I also think that look at the guy who's playing the five for Kansas and look at who's playing down low for Baylor. Yeah. Uh, Azubuki, not on – on any of these is kind of surprising to me, but um, maybe that's because he likes picking up chairs and swinging them at people. Yeah, I don't know. That um, could be, that could be something that, you know, <laughs> knocks you down a peg. Yeah. But that's interesting. The so. third team is Jared Butler from Baylor. Who I just mentioned the greatest, one of the top names in college basketball, Fats Russell from <laughs> Rhode Island. Excellent. Cassius Winston, who, he could average two points and two assists and be on this list. He's yeah, yeah. Good, I think Cassius is a is a weird one for me, but I, I guess it's okay. You know, Anthony Cowan. He is he is the third leading scorer in the Big Ten, so I guess give credit where credit's due. 
I guess all you have to do is be a scorer to be on this list. Um, yeah, I mean, but, Michigan State has not been as good as we all thought they'd be being no. preseason number one. And look at what Maryland's done and who their point guard is. I right. don't know. Yeah, I think team team win, you know, winning would have something to do with this, but I guess not as much as it's just overall stats. So I think stats are the big thing here. Yeah. Definitely, because uh, which I'm not completely against that, but I mean, Marcus Howard, <clears throat> Marquette's fine, but Marcus Howard averages like 74 points a game. So. <laughs> sure. And then yeah. the uh, two bigs on the third team, Reggie Perry from Mississippi State and Daniel Oturu from Minnesota. So the Big Ten has four on this list. You could make an argument for them to have one or two more. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it looks like uh, the Big Ten, it's literally the top four leading scorers in the Big Ten. Is, is who he picked for this. So, yeah. Um, Cause after you get, get after Stevens uh, at 18 points, it drops down to like 16 and a half for Cowan. So it looks like it's just straight pick them off points scored per game. But. Yeah. I would say that <clears throat> I would definitely go with Cowan over Winston. I think Winston's great and all, but I also look at like Cowan is the complete, he is the absolute captain of that team. He I agree. Makes the offense go. And you, you could say the same for Io DeSumo from Illinois, too. Um, not that he played well enough maybe at the beginning of the season, but since the Big Ten started, um, he's literally won every game that Illinois had down the stretch for him. So, yeah, especially the Penn State game and the Michigan game. Those two yeah. games really stood out there. But, uh, yeah, so the Big Ten has four. The ACC with two, which would be uh, Inwara and uh, Carey. Um, the Big 12 with two, which would be Dotson and Butler. The Big East with two, which would be Powell and Howard. Uh, the Atlantic 10 with two, which would be Russell and Toppin. And then the Mountain West with one, which is, of course, Flynn. And the SEC with one. So the SEC has one of these guys on this list. And it's not a Kentucky player. It's not an Auburn player. It's not an LSU player. Reggie Perry, Mississippi State. And the Pac-12, of course, the best player in the Pac-12 right now for my money is Peyton Pritchard going in the tournament just because I think that he is experienced making runs in the tournament with Oregon. He's the number one guy in the Pac-12, so that makes sense. And his scoring has skyrocketed this season. Yeah. Yep. Um, so next we will go over to the notable losses of the week, which there were some big ones. I know uh, some Big Ten craziness, certainly, but we start out. <laughs> Illinois takes down Penn State last Tuesday at Penn State. This is Penn State's first game since being ranked number nine, and they very much did not hold up to that number nine throughout the entire week. No, they they had a, a struggle this week um, at home and then on the road uh, going to Indiana. They ended up losing yesterday too. So yeah, then we have Georgia beating Auburn, which I this one went right over my head. I don't even remember this, but. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't either. Um, yeah. But uh, And then Tennessee basically had Auburn beat this week, um, or yesterday, two days ago. Uh, we're up by 20 at one point and ended up letting Auburn get back in the game. So. They had like a six-minute scoring drought. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's familiar for what we watch. But So that's back-to-back losses for Auburn going into that Tennessee game. So they avoided a third straight because they did lose uh, to Missouri as well, which yeah. we all know Missouri is very not good this year. Yeah. Very um, true. This is a big one. Your NC State beating Duke, which 
I don't even like, I remember the game, but uh, man, the week was slow. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is uh, NC state. Uh, in, they won this game. Then they had another close game um, after that against Florida state that they almost won, but NC state's right there on the bubble. So this is a big win for them. Um, all things considered. Yeah, they are very much uh, right on the bubble, and this game is big for them. And then Arizona State has just been scorching hot in the Pac-12. They beat Oregon, which this is a crazy game. This is probably the wildest game of the week, I would say, right up there uh, with a couple more on this list. Yeah, and, and Arizona State's also one of those teams that they're – I mean, they're probably in, definitely in, um, but uh, they still got work to do, and they still got some tough games coming up too. They actually have to try to win rather than, you know, Arizona, since Arizona is like number nine in the net ranking. Yeah, they're so they're so amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, 33 spot difference between Arizona State and Arizona and the net rankings. And really, it goes to show how stupid the net rankings are, which we'll talk about that. Uh, Kansas beats Baylor. This is a big one we were going to talk about uh, that we talked about last week. And I, I saw this coming. I thought Kansas, I found it hard to believe that Kansas would lose twice in a year to Baylor. Um, yeah, and Azabuki had twenty three and nineteen. He was ridiculous in this game. Kansas looked, in my eyes, I know they only won by three or whatever it was, but they they looked dominant this game. Um, it, they could it looked like they could score at will anytime they wanted to. Uh, just toss it up by the rim, and Azabuki was going to throw it down. He had ten field goals at one time, and I think eight of them were dunks. So um, Kansas looked. Looks to me, I mean, and obviously now with the new polls out, they look like the best team in the country to me, um, far and above. So Yeah, I agree. I think that they solidified themselves as the best team right now. Yeah. And with yeah. all the losses that we've seen. Yeah, and uh, and during the program, uh, Jay Billis doesn't believe in parity in uh, NCAA basketball. He's He fights against it every year when people say there's parody uh, talked about how Kansas Baylor um, San Diego state and Gonzaga had only won uh, or had only lost one game since January 1st. And that was Baylor beating Kansas. And then, you know, not four hours later, Gonzaga goes down and San Diego state. So uh, I, I still think that anybody can be anybody right now in the NCAA. Uh, but I'm not saying that those four teams aren't the best four teams. I just think that any given night, once they start playing better teams, um, they're they're all four of those teams are not in the greatest of conferences. Um, so call it call it not parody if you want, Jay Billis. But I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, I don't even want to get wrapped up into that conversation at this point. I really don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, Providence beating Marquette, which Providence with back-to-back huge Saturday wins. Yeah. Uh, they beat Seton Hall last week, and then this week they beat Marquette. Yep. Uh, Marquette also lost to Creighton, and then Creighton beat the brakes off of Butler, and basically Creighton is the best team in the Big East now. Yeah, it, it's crazy how how the Big East has changed. Uh you know, you thought it was Seton Hall there for a while, and then all of a sudden Creighton comes on and and is playing really good basketball right now. Um, and you know, Villanova, of course, has, has had a pretty good season too. But but Creighton definitely looks like the best team in the Big East right now. So 
Yeah, which I didn't see that coming because I thought Seton Hall was going to be the team going into the tournament out of the Big East that everyone was going to be all over. But Creighton, mm-hmm. I mean, they look excellent. So we'll see how they finish here. Uh, TCU beating West Virginia, which the the gap, which we'll get into this later, the gap between Kansas and Baylor and West Virginia <laughs> and Texas Tech is large. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, that's definitely true. And West Virginia seems like they're they're going the wrong direction lately. Um but he really can't lose to TCU um, at this state. I, they're going to probably be in the, you know, hundred percent probably in the tournament, but, but they're on the backside right now. It seems like. Yeah. Me. Uh, Memphis beats Houston, which the American athletic conference has been so weird this year. Like we all thought Memphis <laughs> going into the year was going to be excellent. They got all these freshmen coming in, James Wiseman, precious Achiua. Uh, and they've had a weird year, and I have been probably their biggest hater, to be honest. It's nothing – it's more so just them being overrated after they lost all these guys, and they haven't even looked that good to begin with, and then they beat Houston. So Houston's 21-7. and seven. They barely stay in the top 25. Uh, just a weird year. Yeah. The American Athletic, is, you know, they're, it's just not – the greatest conference, but you know, they have Wichita state there. That's on the bubble. Um, you know, Memphis is still trying to fight to get in the tournament and, and this win is going to help them with that. So I would be surprised if Memphis made the tournament, but we'll see. I would be too, but, uh, you never know. Uh, see how it goes. Indiana beat Penn state. We already went over that. Then we mm-hmm. have Ohio state, beating Maryland, which I thought that, you know, I texted you this. If Maryland wins this game, the regular season Big Ten is done. I still think that Maryland's got a decent hold on it, but uh, this is a wild game as well. Yeah, um, Ohio State looked good. Uh, Maryland's really good, but Big Ten road games are are hard to win regardless of who you're playing. So I don't think that there were a lot of people that, you know – didn't think that Ohio State had a chance in this. Uh, I was hoping – I honestly, I think Maryland is going to win the Big Ten regardless. I know they have kind of a tough schedule still left, but uh, I was kind of hoping to see them win, you know, win out so the Big Ten could actually get a team higher than a four seed because that's what it seems like they're going to get. They're going to get – 10 teams in and the highest seed is going to be a four seed right that's just a product of them just beating the hell out of each other yeah yeah absolutely um so now real quick we'll jump into the ap poll for this week uh i'll go over the top 10 a couple notable things uh kansas moves up to number one baylor drops to two gonzaga drops to three dayton moves up a spot to four san diego state who finally lost their first game and uh, their 27th game of the season, they dropped to five. Florida State jumps to six, so they're ahead of Duke now, who is, uh, drops to seven. Kentucky jumps up to eight. Maryland drops to nine, and then Creighton jumps from 15 to 10. So a couple things here is that Kentucky passes Maryland. Florida State passes Duke. Dayton jumps San Diego State, which I think that a lot of this makes sense for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, if you look at – what Gonzaga did. They lost to a good BYU team. So I might have I, I I don't know. I I think the fact that they're in the West Coast kind of gives makes it easier to have them stay behind Baylor. Yeah, loss um, yeah, is, is worse. You know, losing to 
UNLV or is that who they lost? Who they lose to? Gonzaga lost to BYU. BYU, which is is not a bad team. I mean, um, the BYU seems to be coming on pretty strong right now too. So, uh, kind of weird. The whole top ten changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody's nobody's where they were last week. Yeah, and then eleven and twelve stay the same, which is Louisville and Villanova, and then another jumper. Seton Hall goes from sixteen to thirteen. Auburn drops two spots, which I probably would have slid them down a little bit more. Maybe have uh, BYU jump Penn State and Auburn just because um, BYU beat Gonzaga. Auburn barely escaped Tennessee at home, and then they already lost to Georgia and Missouri before that. So, And then Penn State loses to Illinois and Indiana. They dropped seven, which yeah. I thought them being at nine might have been a little bit high to begin with, even though they were 20 and five. Yeah, uh, and they number two seven. in the Big Ten. I mean, I understand yeah. why they were up that high, but uh, Big Ten's tough. I mean, you, you, you don't have an easy game. Doesn't seem like this year in the Big Ten. There's definitely not. I mean, even Nebraska Northwestern will give you something, but uh, which we did see that when Nebraska took Maryland all the way down to the wire. Uh, Mm -hmm. 18 and 19 is Iowa and Michigan. So Michigan jumps seven. They had some pretty good wins last week. They did go into Rutgers and win, which matters, I think, just because. Yeah, gave them their first loss. Yeah, then they beat beat the most overrated team in college basketball history, Purdue, uh, that was at wherever Mackey or whatever pretty much pumped Purdue or stamp Purdue's uh, ticket to the CIB. I think <laughs> Purdue, Purdue literally got dominated this entire game. Like yeah. Michigan just bullied them and Michigan's coming on strong, which is great news for Illinois. If it matters because Illinois beat them twice. I don't even think that matters anymore. Like five years ago, I would have been like, I would have been like, wow. Yeah, this team is jumping, and Illinois beat them twice. That's huge, and now it's like whatever because yeah. the net rankings are stupid. <laughs> they are they are very odd. That's for sure. And then finally, West Virginia uh, drops to twenty. Colorado drops to twenty one. Uh, Texas Tech moves from unranked to twenty second. Ohio State goes from twenty five to twenty three. Michigan goes from unranked to twenty fourth, and then. Um, Houston's 25th so and then a couple teams receiving the top we'll say top six teams receiving votes Arizona State Illinois Arizona Butler Virginia so what has Texas Tech been doing to get ranked I mean I guess they have won some pretty good games they made it to the national championship last year, and that's all the logic you can use. <laughs> okay, sure. all right. Despite the fact I just say they beat Iowa State and K State, so I just wondered what exactly i mean iowa state's not good this year and they their best their point guard uh tyrese halliburton's out but they did they've been i guess texas tech's been in and out of the top 25 all year haven't they so yeah and they have a couple of good wins i guess but um texas tech did lose a lottery pick Jarrett culver not there anymore so i don't know why i feel like they judge them like it's last year's team i don't know it's weird but uh Quickly, before we get into the uh, burning questions and topics that we're going to get into, uh, games to watch this week. Tonight, uh, Louisville at Florida State. So that's number 11 at number six. That's a huge game in the ACC because if you look at the standings right now, uh, Louisville and Florida State are at one and two. Um, 14 and three Louisville, 13 and three Florida State. Both teams with 23 wins in the season. Both teams with a couple game winning streaks. Florida State's won three in a row. Louisville's won two in a row despite 
Louisville lost two in a row before that, but that'll be a big game. I expect Florida State to win just because I think that uh, they can uh, get points off of turnovers and shoot the rock, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's two long athletic teams, so it should be a fun game to watch. But... Yeah, another big Big Ten game, Iowa at Michigan State. That'll be a big one because Iowa doesn't play any defense, so we'll see if Michigan State can attack that. <laughs> yeah, and two teams that are tied for second in the Big Ten right now, so one of them's going to be moving in the wrong direction, one of them's going to be moving in the right direction. So uh, Iowa, I don't know what their schedules or what their record is on the road. Um, I know that fans were bragging that they had like five road wins this year, but like two of them were actually in the Big Ten, so – um, oh, here we go. Four and five on the road in the Big Ten. So um, there's only like two teams in the Big Ten that have actually won multiple, or like not multiple, but like more than four road games the entire uh, season. Yeah, Penn State, Michigan State, and Illinois are the only only three teams that have won five road games. So, what's uh, just just for fun? What's Rutgers' road record? Um, one and seven. Yeah, and they're zero and two in neutral. But so they are seventeen and one at home. Yeah, they're one and nine away from the rack, which I mean, that's going to kill them. That I think they are in the most dangerous spot out of all the Big Ten teams that we think could get in. Yeah, because yeah. they have to. I you cannot justify. And they don't have. Rutgers, a, go ahead. They don't don't have an easy schedule coming up either. I mean, no, they, they have a very hard schedule. They're at Penn State, they got Maryland coming to their place, and they play Purdue at Purdue, which who knows with Purdue. Um, they can either score 100 or score 36. So I think they lose all three of those. Yeah, there's a good chance. And if they lose all three, they're done. Yeah, I don't think they're in. Well, if they lose all three, that puts them at 1-11 and 11 away from the rack for the season, 1-9 and nine on the road, 0-2 oh neutral. And then that puts them at 17-2 and two at home. So then you're 18 and 13. 13, yeah. I, I don't think you can justify putting them in because no. they really don't have like a – massive amount of resume changing wins either because <clears throat> you look at all their records they're three and eight in quad one four and one in quad two three and one in quad three i mean three and eight in quad one is just horrendous so yeah we'll see what happens good. with them but um not good we have a 19 and 10 colorado state team at san diego state um I, the only reason I put this on there is just because with Stan, San Diego State losing, uh, it just I think it's big for them to bounce back and get a win. Um, yeah, this is a bounce back game. Yeah, so we have Rutgers at Penn State, which we just talked about, which I think was a huge game for both because Penn State has been sliding; they need to get yes. back, get back on it. And Rutgers can't win on the road, so maybe they can change <laughs> that narrative a little bit. I think they. I think these two teams match up well against each other too. Um, don't really have dominant big men. Um, kind of have lanky, you know, inside yeah. men. So and they both have two big players that need to show up. Which Rutgers side is Ron Harper Jr. and um, whatever his other name is. Why did I forget? What's Geo Baker? Why Geo did I forget Baker. his name for a second? And then on Penn State side, you have Myron Jones and Lamar Stevens, which Lamar Stevens had a rough go last week, like I said. So they need him to get it back, get it going a little bit. So mm-hmm. both these teams really need this game. Now, Rutgers needs it more, but Penn State could use it as well. Yep. And we have Maryland at Minnesota, and I think Minnesota's dead at this point. I, I, don't, I don't think that Minnesota's good, you know, 
has a chance. Um, this is more on Maryland, I think, going yeah. on the road, um, playing Minnesota. It, like I said, Big Ten on the road is tough. I, I think that Maryland's going to win this game, but I just think it's one of those games keep an eye out, you know, see see what Maryland does to see how, you know, they also bounce back after after a loss. So, um, And Maryland has a couple of big-time uh, Big Ten road wins at Michigan State, at Illinois they won. Uh, so they've won some key road games this year. So I think that they, you know, have a chance to do it again, and we'll see if they do. But um, mm-hmm. we also have Arizona at USC, which I think both of these teams, I think Arizona is going to get in just because they are Arizona. And, <laughs> and they're number nine. For that. And USC is a bubble team. They are. Yeah, right now. They are the definition of a bubble team. So this would be a big game for them to win. Yeah, so USC right now, when you look at it, they are nineteen and nine on the season, eight and seven in the Pac twelve, forty seventh in the net, uh, two and seven against quad one, uh, six and one against both quads two and three, and uh, yeah, they need this one big time, and it's a home game, so see if they can protect their home floor. We go back to the Big Ten, Penn State at Iowa, which, which um, man, I think that. I think that Penn State has to win one of these two games this week. Yeah, yeah, they, and that's the thing is that all these all these Big Ten teams that are up in the uh, you know in the tied for the two seed they all have really really hard games right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see what how it all shakes out down the stretch um, because because the big thing about the Big Ten is the top four get get buys into Friday for the Big Ten tournament. So. Um, being in that top four is huge. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, Providence at Villanova, which is a big game in the Big East. See if Providence can find a way to go on the road, which I don't think they will, but maybe they do. Yeah. Um, it, it, Providence is in right now. They're not a bubble team. Is that at 16 and 2 or 16 and 12? What's your um, say? They're first four out according to season. Okay, so they're forty okay. eighth in the net, which so you they're know, definitely a bubble team. So this is this is really big for them. Yeah, the literal only reason that I bring up the net rankings ever is because uh, the committee apparently uses them or they make them or whatever the hell they do with that. That's the only reason I ever bring them up because I think they're stupid and really bad. But. Yeah. But that's what they base everything off of. Uh, yeah, so that's so. the only reason to bring it up. And I think that next year, hopefully, they're like, okay, we got to change it. Change it. Yeah. They, well, they tried, and then they this is what they changed it to. They so. really failed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a big SEC game, Auburn at Kentucky. Kentucky's been rolling in the SEC. Now, they've had some close, tough, like Ole Miss and Florida, their last two games at home were tough. They took care of business against LSU. This is a big game here. And I think. Kentucky can win this one because they need a little bit of a revenge because they blew a game at Auburn that they should have won earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kentucky at home, I assume that they're going to be the favorite in this game. Um, they're, they are, I know you're, you're real big on Kentucky. Um, That's right. But, but I feel, yeah, they are, they're coming together. Um, definitely look a lot better than they did starting out the year. And it feels like they're going to have to win out and like win the SEC tournament for the committee to give them some respect and put them in like two or something. But uh, yeah. they are right now projected a four, which we'll get into the bracket stuff more later. But they are twenty-two and five, twelve and two in the SEC. They've won six in a row. They're nine and four combined in the top two quads. 
They have a quad four loss, which is brutal, but you know, is what it is. It was the loss was in November. I'm not too concerned <laughs> about that, but yeah. uh, apparently everyone else way in the past. Duke at Virginia. Virginia seems like they should get in, but it's really yeah. close. I don't know. Uh, they, I mean, they've won uh, 19 games. So, I mean, regardless of how bad the SEC or the ACC is right now, I think if you get to 20, 21 games, you're probably in. Um, but I, I think this is more of a Duke needs to win some games to keep that one seed too. Um, Cause that, as of right now, um, I think that they still have a chance to be a one seed. So uh, they just need to keep winning. They have a lot of work to do, though, because I think a lot of people would lean towards putting them on the top of the three line, which the ACC not being good is going to hurt them down the yeah. stretch. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> Lastly, the Big Ten game between Michigan and Ohio State, which is a huge one because both these teams – collapsed at the beginning of the Big Ten play. They yeah. both picked it up big time. And uh, I think they're both pretty safe just because they're in the Big Ten. Uh, they're both projected right now as Michigan a five and Ohio State a uh, six, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. big game. Yep. Yeah, these are these are pretty much just, just games against really good teams that, that should be fun to watch. Um, there are a few bubble games um, this week. I feel um, Tennessee is going to Arkansas, which I feel like both of those teams are on the bubble right now. Um, they both need wins. Um, Oklahoma State is going to Kansas, and right now Oklahoma State is on the bubble. I don't think that they can go into Kansas and win a game, but, hey, if they do, they're, they're, it's going to help their chances. And then St. Mary's is going to Gonzaga. Um, again, not sure that they can go into Gonzaga and win, but – uh, St. Mary's is sitting there, you know, from the outside looking in right now. Uh, and and a win like that would definitely help. So that's all the games I got. Got any other ones? Uh, not much, not much. There's okay. uh, a lot of smaller games that I'll be paying attention to, but I don't think anyone else really cares about. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, but let's move on to the burning questions slash topics per the conferences that I picked. I pretty much tried to pick all the relevant ones that I could. Uh-huh. We'll start out in the Atlantic 10, which I made it number one. How good is Dayton? And number two, can they get a one seed? And I'll let you answer this first. Um, I, I think Dayton is really, really good. Um, I think they had a little scare in the first half against DeCoin yesterday. Is that who they played? <laughs> um, yeah. As far as getting a one seed, I, I, don't know. I think that that a lot of things have to happen for that for that to happen. I think, you know, Duke needs a slide. Um, I feel like there, there's, you know, two or three teams above them that need to slide down right now, um, which is happening. I mean, you know, with Oregon's loss, that helps. Um, it, Florida State, you know, they're right there at the two line um, top of the ACC. I, I feel like the the committee's going to get Kansas and Baylor. I think they're both going to be one seats. So them getting to a one seat is going to be pretty tough for them, I think. So I think that Dayton is absolutely a final four caliber team, but I do think it's a bit of an uphill climb for them to get a one, but I really think that they can, if they finish the regular season 29 and two, which is 18 and 0 in the Atlantic 10, which is still tough. They, 
they got to figure out how to do that if they can. And then they win the A-10 tournament. If they do all that and they're like 33-2 and two or 31-2 and two or whatever yeah. and going into the tournament, I think they will be a one seed. They are going to need a little bit of help, though. Um, I think right now a lot of people think that they're above Duke, which I agree with. Um, I think if you look at Baylor and Kansas, they're going to need a little bit of help somewhere. Baylor's got to lose a couple. Uh, maybe Gonzaga lose if Gonzaga loses one more. There's no way you can justify giving them a one seed. They have three losses. I agree out of that conference. But and San Diego State might need to lose again too for them to get some help. They're going to need some help, but it's definitely doable. I think because they have shown the entire season how good they are. And when you have the players that they have, they have Obi Toppin, who everyone knows is great. They have mm-hmm. that player. They're going to be judged uh, accordingly. And I think that they're really good. So I think they can do it. Uh, the ACC, similarly to what we just discussed, can Duke still secure one seed? And I don't think that they can. What do you think? Uh, I think that they can. I, I think that, it, like I said, if they win out um, and then they, they go into the ACC tournament, win the ACC tournament, I think they have a good chance. Um, it, as down as the ACC is, uh, I still think that, winning the ACC tournament is not an easy task with, I don't know, 12 teams or 15 teams, whatever they have in the ACC now. Yeah. They have like a thousand teams in every conference at this point, but 15 teams. The reason, the reason that I think that Duke can't get a one seed is based on the fact that number one, they're in the ACC. The ACC is not very good this year. That's Mm -hmm. all fair. They're four and three against quad one. And how many more opportunities are they going to have? I don't know if I like a one seeded team only having four quad one wins, because if you look at the other teams, Kansas has 11, Baylor has 10. Now San Diego state and Gonzaga both have five or less, but I don't, four and three against quad one. I don't know if that screams one seed to me. Yeah. Well, what about like if Creighton wins out, do they get one or is that later? Am I jumping the gun there? (laughs) I mean, I you know, I think that that's not really tied to what I was going to say about the Big East anyway, so we could discuss okay. that. But yeah, I think- I'm just saying that. I mean, so they're you know the so whoever wins the Big East, they went out, you know, win the tournament, Big East conference tournament. I think, I think they, that's they have a shot. That's more relevant to the Big Ten because what if Maryland wins out and wins the Big Ten tournament? Then I think they. I think the highest that that a Big Ten team can get is a two seed right now. But if Maryland is sitting like 28 or 29 and 5, I think that they have a good chance because that many wins out of the Big Ten and then the fact that they're already 10th in the net and if they went out, how far would they jump? Yeah. I think Maryland could have a chance. Yeah, I think – but I also think Maryland's going to have a hard time winning out. I mean, if they I do, I guess will. so. Um, they play Michigan State, Rutgers, and Michigan. Yeah, it's going to be tough. To, to, they play, luckily, they play Michigan State and Michigan at home. Um, but they do have to go to Rutgers. So, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's going to be tough, yeah. Um, in the American Athletic, can Houston make a deeper run than they did last year, which they made it to the Sweet 16 last year? Uh, you can go on this one. I'm going to say no. I don't see it. Um, where do they have Houston right now? Um, eight. Eight seed. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't see them. Um you know, I, I don't see it. I think that they might get back to the Sweet 16, but I don't think I don't think that they're an Elite Eight team. Right so now. I agree. Um, 
if it see it won't be this way, but if it ends up this way, where they're an eight and the one seed in their bracket is Kansas, they have no chance. Right. Uh, they're lacking big wins. They're two and four against quad one right now. They're top thirty-five in offensive and defensive efficiency. So I think they're a good team, but I think it's going to take a lot of um, sort of luck because I think they're yeah. going to need to be matched up with the if they're an eight or a nine, need to be matched up with the one seed that they have a chance with, which is probably only a couple of those. Um, so yeah. I don't I don't think that they can, but definitely not Kansas. <laughs> no. In the Big Twelve, we touched on this earlier. How big is the gap between Kansas and Baylor against West Virginia and Texas Tech? And I think that the gap is enormous. I think that Kansas and Baylor are so much better in every way. Yeah, I agree. Um the Kansas and Baylor are I mean, there there's a reason why they're one and two in these, you know, they've they're they've split games. Um Surprisingly, both have won on the road against each other. Um, but yeah, they're they're head and shoulders above any other team in the Big Twelve right now. Um Big Twelve's just it's not a strong conference, um, honestly. In my in my eyes, um be once you get past West Virginia and Texas Tech, I mean you have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State who are sixteen and eleven and fourteen and thirteen. So there's not a lot of conferences that you can say are good this year. Like, there's not that many True. good conferences. True. They, there's a lot of conferences down, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Um, over to the Big Ten. Can they? Can the Big Ten get 10 bids this year? Um, I don't think so. So, I agree, and I think the only thing that's holding them back is I don't know if I see a scenario where Rutgers can get in. Yeah, I think uh, Rutgers is is quickly falling behind um, with their chance to get in. So I I don't know. I I don't see it happening. But you know what? The the thing is, the Big Ten is is anybody can be anybody. I feel besides Nebraska and Northwestern, which I still feel like they're going to have a couple upsets coming up. Yeah, hopefully not tonight. Um, hopefully not tonight. But. Uh, so, so come Big Ten tournament, I think that you know Rutgers can make a run. I think Purdue can make a run. I think Minnesota can make a run, and they go from guys out to to if they win it, you know, of course, then they're in. So it'll be interesting. My question is on the Big Ten because, and I'm sorry, I, I'm more of a Big Ten guy than any other other conference. So, um, do you think that? the big 10 has a chance of winning a national title this year. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I think the only chance is Maryland. Honestly, I don't think there's yeah. anyone else. Like I know you can make the case for Michigan state because Izzo's is the coach and they have Cassius Winston. They have Xavier, Xavier Tillman, which I guess I could get agree with, but I just think that there's so many, so much weirdness. And I think the only reasonable ending is that Kansas wins it. A number one overall seed wins it just because of all the craziness. Yeah. Everything's going to be chalk. Exactly. I don't know. I, no I don't parody. Again, I think that, I think that uh, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, even Dayton. I think a lot of those teams have better chances in the Big Ten just because I think the one argument that you could make for it is that they're so battle tested because of how many big games there is every single season. I think every single Big Ten team is definitely going to be tournament ready. Yeah, uh, but you never know. I, I, just feel, I just feel like none of the teams in the Big Ten right now are consistent enough to win. I mean, they might get hot and might win. You know, what you got to win six in a row, 
I yeah, Maryland and Michigan State are the only two that you could make a reasonable case for, yeah. I think, because unless, they have the big Unless time. you're Robbie Hummel, and then you think that Illinois has a good chance. So. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's just wrong right there. Um, over to the Big East, is Creighton the best team in the conference right now? Now, I know that the easy answer is yes, but I don't want to overreact too much. Even though yeah. they've been great, I still think Seton Hall is right there. Yeah, I think they're on a great run right now. Um, yeah, I think Seton Hall's still really good. I think Nova's still really good. Um, and and Villanova always seems to do something late in the year. It just seems that way to me. Um, maybe it's been a few years since they have, but they, they seem to know how to make runs when they need to. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a three-man race in the, in the Big East of, of who the best team is. I would give Creighton maybe the slight edge right now today over Seton Hall, just just right now. But next week, who knows? Yeah. Um, so the way that I would look at it right now uh, is you look at the top four in the Big East. I think this is the consensus first or second best conference in the country. Um, Seton Hall's won two straight. Creighton's won five straight. Villanova's won four straight. Providence has won three straight. The the best teams in the conference right now, at least the top three, they are thriving at the right time. Um, but I don't want to jump the gun and say Creighton's the best because Seton Hall still has a game on them in the Big East, and Seton Hall can beat anybody in the country, I think. I don't know. I don't think Creighton could beat anybody, but I think Seton Hall could beat just about anybody. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think Seton Hall's – really good i just uh, creighton's beat some teams too i mean yeah but but could you see creighton beating like like gonzaga or baylor or something i don't know if i can I, see that yeah probably not probably i can not. see seton all doing that because of that. uh number 13 miles pal but yeah. um and over- and seton hall plays creighton last game of the of the year so that, that'll be a, big be a fun one. one to watch yeah, over to the conference that everyone loves, the Conference USA, of course. Absolutely. Um, who is better between North Texas and Western Kentucky? Now, these are the top two teams in this conference right now. Um, I know that neither of us has probably watched either of them very much. No. Uh, Louisiana Tech is tied with Western Kentucky at the top right now. Um, North Texas is 18-10. and 10. Uh, This question has gotten – less relevant by the day since I wrote it down because of all the movement in the conference. Yeah. I think so North- can I pick Louisiana Tech over these two teams? If you wanted to, even though I think <laughs> North Texas is the one team that's going to make the tournament. I'm just going to – I'm going to go with Western Kentucky just because I've seen them. Not that I've seen them, seen them, but they seem to make the tournament a lot. I'm going to say North Texas. They're projected 14 right now. Uh they, the one thing that I know about them is that they can pound the ball inside, which when you start playing like that, you could probably beat just about anyone um, for the most part. Not not the big teams, but most teams. Um, they don't have any key wins, which hurts North Texas's case, but they do have the 22nd toughest non-conference schedule. So that's worth something. But North Texas is the best team in the conference right now. But Louisiana Tech is climbing – problem with them is that um no one cares about them to be honest yeah like no one says anything about louisiana tech so i think whoever wins, whoever wins the conference tournament here is probably the team yeah i be- i believe so it's it'll be a good tournament to watch if you're really a college basketball fan yeah uh-huh. if if you're someone who doesn't pay digital march then you can leave 
<laughs> um, then what are you doing listening to this in February? That's what I say. Yeah. Over to the uh, Conference of Geniuses, the Ivy League. <laughs> um, can uh-huh. someone other than Yale get the automatic bid? So, can like last year, I think Harvard won the Ivy League tournament and they got in. Can someone do that this year? And my answer for that is in a, a huge, big time no. I think Yale is way better than anyone in the conference. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, I don't know. I, I Have they played each other? What's uh, Yale versus Harvard looking like these days? Um, well, <laughs> I'll have to pull that up because I didn't have that up. You didn't have that written down? I Asking. don't. I For some reason, I was writing about all the conferences, and I just left out the Ivy League conveniently, <clears throat> even though I wrote down the Southern Conference. Yeah. Well, Princeton right now seven and three in the conference, so um, I could see them. Princeton and Harvard and Yale are the only teams. Harvard that are relevant. beat Yale seventy-eight seventy-seven on February seventh. So, I still think Yale's the best team, and I think that they'll win the conference tournament. They but, also play Saturday, March seventh, which seems to be a, a lot of games on that day. They play that day um, at Harvard, so. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to say Harvard has a chance. Um, looks like they only lost to Maryland by seven. So, I like Yale. Big okay. time. Big All time. Right. All right. Uh, the next one, which is a good one out of the MAC, is Akron actually good? They're no. 21 and six, 11 and three in the conference, projected 13, 0 and two against quad one. They can really shoot the rock. But guess what? John Gross is their coach. So, who knows? He doesn't know how to win in the tournament. But it's I do think that's because he never gets there. That's a little bit unfair for us to say that about him. That's because, right, because we've never seen him get there. Well, he did do well with Ohio one year in the tournament, so good for him there. Um, and I just noticed that he is at Akron, which is the same conference that he was in before. So he goes from the MAC to the Big Ten to the MAC. So whoever, yeah. after he leaves Akron, he's going right back to the Big Ten. Where's he going to go? Is he going to be the successor uh, to? How about him being the successor to Tom Izzo at Michigan State? <laughs> what if what if uh, Brad Underwood goes to Kansas State and they uh, bring John Gross back? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I don't. I mean, Bowling Green has the same conference record. They're twenty and seven. Um, I don't know. I don't watch the MAC. I don't care about the MAC, nor do I care about John Gross. So but this conference is only going to get one bid, right? I mean. Yeah, whoever wins the tournament. I, was I don't think Akron's going to win the tournament. Doesn't look like uh, they're giving anybody else a, a shot. How about Buffalo still being decent despite the fact that their coach, Nate Oates, went to Alabama? Good for them. Good players play well. Good that for made them. no sense, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri Valley Conference is Northern Iowa, a potential tournament Cinderella. They're 23-5, and 12-4 in the – uh, Missouri Valley, 11th. They're projected 11 seed. They have shooters everywhere. I mean, yes, I 100% think that Northern Iowa is a potential Cinderella. An 11 seed, if they get that, 11s always come out and they they beat the the four seeds every once in a while. Yeah, if they play Michigan State in the first round, then we might have a problem, which is what's projected right now. But I do think I say, I mean, I'm not going to say that. Northern Iowa couldn't beat them. There was a Missouri Valley team last year that uh, pushed Michigan State a little bit in the first half of their tournament game, which I remember, which was Bradley, Bradley at a 15 yeah. seed. They, yeah. you know, didn't didn't Bradley beat Northern Iowa in the 
Missouri Valley Championship last year to get there, I think. I think so. Yeah, it's, it's just a wild guy. I actually like watching Missouri Valley tournaments. Yeah, and they, their tournaments are really good. I'd like to go down to it sometime, actually, because it they play in St. Louis, right? Yeah, which we all know the rims at St. Louis suck, but hey. <laughs> I'm going to say that every time, but we'll True. see. Um, in the Mountain West, will San Diego State still be able to capture a number one seed despite losing to UNLV? And the answer to that is, in my opinion, yes. Yes. But yeah. they need to win out. Agree. Another loss kills them, I think. I agree. Because they're not um, in a good enough conference. Definitely, definitely still a really good team. They beat Iowa this year, they beat BYU. Um, they they've won they beat some teams they've proven that they can play with other teams it's not their fault that they're in a, a conference that's not the greatest they're probably gonna, i think that conference gets two bids i think utah state gets in um they're on the bubble but they are you know they have four wins between the top two quads 38th in the net so somehow utah state is out of arizona state but whatever uh, but I think that the Mountain West will get two bids, and I think that if San Diego State loses again, I don't know if you can justify giving them a one unless they lose to Utah State by like a point in the tournament. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I I think that that yeah, they definitely have to win out. So yeah, we'll I don't see. know what's I mean because they're still what four in the net. Right? Yeah, I think they dropped. Oh, they're five in the net. So yeah, gonna, they got some work to do, I guess. Yeah, the top four right now is uh, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Dayton. So, gotcha. Dayton's got a chance. I'm telling you. Yeah, um, according to that, Dayton's a one seed. Then, yeah. Why would um, we even talk about it? <laughs> well, yeah. In the Pac-12, pick one team between Oregon, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State to make it to the Elite Eight. Now, my pick for this is Oregon, but. I feel like we are disrespecting, not we, us two, but other people are disrespecting Arizona State. I don't get it. What yeah. Um, yeah, Arizona State's been playing well. Uh, They've won seven but, games in a row. But I would I would have to agree. I think Oregon, um, you know, you know how I, I've talked about uh, leading, you know, guards, how, how crit- critical they are, and Peyton Pritchard's just – He's that he's that guy. He's that, done you know, it in the tournament too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um yeah, mine would definitely be would be Oregon. But yeah, Arizona State, I they really have turned their season around lately. So Yeah, and here's another thing with Arizona State. How about the fact that okay, they're a game ahead of Arizona in the Pac twelve. They are nineteen eight overall. They've won seven games in a row. Oh, let's go over to their quad records, shall we? Arizona is three and six against quad one. Arizona State's five and six. That's two more quad one wins. Four and two for Arizona State in the quad two. Five and one for Arizona. Good for them. Does that scream 33 spot difference in the net? Arizona is eighth in the net, which is a complete joke. That's unreal. I mean, that that's serious. I don't I don't understand that at all. It's, it's got to be the biggest head scratcher in the net by a million. Yeah. Like, if if they're eighth right now, does that mean that they're going to get like a four seed despite everyone else thinking? Well, I mean, the next Pac-12 team's 18th, and that's Colorado. And so, where do they come up with this? You stuff? could make Arizona's the Arizona right now is. I mean, if they lose again, they're going to be 
fifth in the Pac-12. You can make the argument that Oregon and Colorado should both be ahead of them in the net, and even Arizona State should be right there with them. Yeah. I don't get it at all. It's weird. That makes it – the point is, you know, the net rankings make no sense, and it's Mm -hmm. true. Um, In the SEC, Hagens, Quickly, and Maxey, the three guards for Kentucky, is that the best guard group in the country for a team? And I think that the answer is easily yes. Yeah, I would say so. Because they do it all. Like, yeah. they have Hagens is a tremendous perimeter defender and passer. Maxi can really shoot it. They all are the greatest f- shooters. Or they're all the greatest float makers ever. Like, <laughs> they just run in, floater. It's money every time. I don't know how they do it. Quickly, has got length. He's good. To, they're all solid sound defensively. Um, this is probably one of the better overall guard groups Calipari's had at Kentucky, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. And they're not all freshmen, so there you go. <laughs> Makes a difference. I think Quickly and Higgins are sophomores, and then Maxie's the freshman. But um, over to the Southern, will East Tennessee State and Furman both get in? Pretty easy answer. I'd say no. I think um, I think East Tennessee State needs to win a lot more games. They're in the bubble right now, projected 12, 39th in the net, so – Congrats to them for being ahead of Arizona State. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, according to uh, team rankings, which I know you don't care about, uh, NC Greensboro has a better chance of getting in than Furman right now. I think the idea is if Furman wins the conference tournament and it's East Tennessee State. I don't think – I think whoever gets it, whoever wins gets in. Um, I don't think they're going to get two teams. In. But let's say East Tennessee State finishes the year twenty-seven and four. They win a couple more games, then they're twenty-nine and five going into the tournament. I think that they might be able to get in with that. Yeah, because they have three top quad wins, so two against quad one, one against quad two, nineteen and two against three and four, which could hurt. Um, but they are top forty in the net right now, so that shows you that the committee does like, like them. Sure. Yeah, and Furman right now. Um, they're 23 and 6, 13 and 3. They have to win the conference journey to get in. That's about it for them. So I think overall, no, it's unlikely, but we'll see. Yep. Finally, in the West Coast, is Gonzaga Final Four caliber? Uh, no. You don't think so? No. I don't see it. Uh, I, I'm not, I've, I think I watched Gonzaga play 30, maybe 25 minutes this year. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say yes or no. Um, they apparently are pretty good. Um, but, yeah, probably not Final Four caliber. I'm gonna, they're good, I'm with you. but I don't think they're as good as they the other teams they've had the last three or four years. Yep. Like, they have a really good front court, but I don't, I don't think the overall team. Yeah, I, I, will, I will agree with you on that. I uh, think that they could be beat by uh, – I think they could get beat in the second round by eight or nine seed. So, yeah. Especially if that eight or nine is Illinois, you know? That's right. Um, so now we'll move forward to CBS Bracketology. We go with CBS now. We're just going to go with them because they updated on Monday. The only thing that it doesn't have is bids by conference, which I already got that information from Fox. So we'll go over that later. But right now, the uh, – how should we start this? I guess we'll go the one seeds according to CBS right now, Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State and Gonzaga. And I'm not saying these in any sort of order. 
but do you have any disagreements there? Uh, same again. Sorry. Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State, Gonzaga. Uh, I don't think so. I think that sounds right right now. Um, yeah, I agree. As it, just as it stands right now. Uh, yeah. In the second seed range, Maryland, Villanova, Dayton, and Florida State. Not Yeah, Villanova. Okay. thought I had that wrong, but yeah. I don't know about Villanova. Yeah, it feels like a typo. <laughs> I'm not quite. Yeah, you thought it was a typo. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess Villanova's. I could see it. They yeah. they're they're eleventh in the net. They're eight and six against quad one, six and zero oh against quad two. So they got Creighton on the three line then. I would assume. Um, yeah, and and Seton Hall as well. But okay. Villanova, they're all six of their losses are quad one losses, which really helps them. I think. Um, and they're twenty-one and six overall, ten and four in the Big East. So I don't, I won't say that it doesn't make sense because I could see Villanova locking in a, a two seed, maybe, but we'll see. Um, three seeds: <clears throat> Louisville, Creighton, Seton Hall, and Duke. I have no disagreements there, although I do think that Kentucky should get a look at a three. But of course, they lost to Evansville, so yeah, uh, that sounds right to me. Uh, the I'm agree. The four line, Auburn, Penn State, Kentucky, and Oregon, which Penn State is going to have to do a lot to maintain that four, I think. I feel yeah. like they're going to be more like a six. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think Penn State's I, – I think they're going to lose a few more too. So, um, Which, you, of course, with all this, it, none of this is set in stone. So a lot yeah. of these teams could lose a lot more. But yeah. I, I think Penn State's more like a five or six too. Currently on the five line, it is Colorado, Iowa, West Virginia, and Michigan. Now, if Penn State drops out, that opens up something for Iowa or Michigan to potentially jump into the four spot. Um, we'll see, though. Yeah. Um, West Virginia is in trouble, too. Yeah, West Virginia. I think Iowa could fall. Um, you, you think they can move up, but I think they're going to – going to lose a couple more games this year. I don't think Iowa will move up, but I do think that they have a chance to right. at least have an opportunity to move up if Penn State and West or uh, if Penn State and maybe Auburn fall or something or Oregon could fall too. But um mm-hmm. 6 is Michigan State, Ohio State, Butler and BYU which uh I don't know about Ohio State as a 6. I see them as more of a 7 or an 8 but they're Ohio State, and they started out the year so well that all they had to do was pick it up a little bit in the Big Ten, and they'd be right there with everyone. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with any of those. I think that sounds about right. Uh, seven is Arizona, Marquette, Wisconsin, and Illinois. So, How is Arizona nine in the net, and they're going to be a seven seed? This has to be based off of, you know – just what he thinks. Yeah, which is, I think, better at this point. Absolutely, yeah. If Arizona ends up being a three, the world will burn. <laughs> As it should. As and it should. Arizona, I would flip Arizona and Arizona State. Arizona State should be a seven. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. And Wisconsin sure. as a seven, eh, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'd Wisconsin's see as, hot right now. Um, I see them as more of an eight or a nine. Which is Personally. surprising. I I really thought Wisconsin was going to have a really down year, but yeah, I'd see them move. They might be an eight. They do have seven quad one wins, so that probably justifies that. Pretty good. Um, eight 
seed line is Houston, Texas Tech, Arizona State, and LSU. I have no problems with any of that. No, except you want to move Arizona State. Except, yeah, yeah, which I already, yeah. Uh, Nine is Indiana, Xavier, St. Mary's, and Utah State. So Utah State will be the other Mountain West team getting a bid. Indiana at nine is a little rich for me, but their Penn State win helps. Um, St. Mary's. I I think Indiana's be down around a 10 or 11 myself, but yeah. Uh, 10 seeds is Virginia, Oklahoma, Florida, and USC. I don't know. I think that Virginia has a chance to move up if they can start winning more ACC games and try to – if they could win like a big ACC tournament game where they beat Louisville or Duke. Yeah, and, o- Oklahoma seems – I mean, 16-11 and 11 in the Big 12, uh, that seems <laughs> – I'd see them being like a 12 seed or something. It's a close one, yeah. Uh, 11s. The two 11s that are not in the plans, according to this, uh, Northern Iowa and Arkansas, which I'm fine with uh, for the most part, I guess. And then the two uh, playing 11s would be Rutgers and NC State. So a couple of last four ends there with Rutgers and NC State. This shows you right now that Rutgers is on life support in the tournament. Yeah. They have to win some games away from home. Yeah, Basically, it's what it comes down to at this point for them. Uh, The 12s, Liberty and... East Tennessee State, and then the play-in 12s, uh, Wichita State. Um, I forgot Stanford on the other 11, by the way. Uh, play, let's see, 12, 12. There we Wichita go. State. Stephen F. Austin, uh, Liberty, East Tennessee State, and the play-ins would be Wichita State and Richmond. So East Tennessee State is a 12, makes sense, I think. Stephen F. Austin, I don't really know anything about them or Liberty right now. In terms of their resume, because I, I don't want to scroll down and look, but I guess I will. Uh, <laughs> Stephen of Austin is fifteen and one in their conference, twenty four and three, eighty seventh in the net. But th- this is just based on they win their conference they're in, right, right. And Richmond would be another a ten team getting in, so that would give them more bids. All right, thirteens, uh, Yale. Vermont, Akron, and uh, New Mexico State. So a little shout-out to John Gross coming in 13, going to win a tournament game. Shout-out to him. Um, Yale, if Yale played Kentucky in the first round and it ended up being this way, which it won't, that would be a fun game uh, for sure. And then the 14 through 16, I'll just go over these quickly because we're not going to have very many points on these teams, even though we did touch on North Texas. So 14, North Texas, UC Irvine, Little Rock, um, and Hofstra. 15 is Colgate, Montana, Wright State, and Belmont. So Belmont showing up in the tournament once again. They were in a play-in last year. Mm-hmm. 16's uh, Radford, South Dakota State. And then the two play-in games would be Prairie View and Siena. And then Norfolk State and St. Francis something. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so we don't really have anything to say about all that. But, uh-huh. yeah. Um, next up, I figure we go over the Big Ten real quick since they're projected to have 10 teams right now, according to this, I think. Yep. Um, right. Maryland at a two. Penn State is a four. Michigan is a five. 
Iowa is a five, Michigan State is a six, Ohio State is a six, Illinois and Wisconsin as sevens, Indiana as a nine, Rutgers as eleven. So I don't think that I don't think the Big Ten gets ten teams, but they'll be close. Yeah, I, I think it all depends on how the rest of the season shakes out. I don't I don't think you can really say right now. Um, depends nope. what Rutgers does um, down the stretch. Really, I think that's the only team that's really not sure of is Rutgers. Um, I think they get nine in for sure. Uh, I just don't know if they'll get that 10th team myself. So. Yeah, so a couple more things here real quickly. Um, last four in, according to this, is Rutgers, NC State, Wichita State, and Richmond, which we went over. Uh, so, yeah, like we said, Rutgers is <clears> – they're on the edge of, you know, not making it. So, we'll see. Uh-huh. And then yep. first four out, Rhode Island, Providence, Mississippi State, and Cincinnati. I think – Providence and Cincinnati do have chances to make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I think Rhode Island. Providence keeps keeps <laughs> it up, but they're gonna, they're going to have a hard time getting in. Um, just with playing, you know, playing in the Big East. I don't know who who they have left exactly, but I can't imagine it's easy games. <laughs> What's interesting here is you have Richmond as a for last four in, and they are an Atlantic Ten team. Uh-huh. And then you have Rhode Island, who's an Atlantic 10 team, as la- first four out. Richmond's 49th in the net. Rhode Island's 37th. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and if Providence can stay out, they have a chance still. They're 16 and 12, but obviously they have some huge wins. So we'll see if they can get in. And then finally, uh, this is not according to CBS. This is according to Fox. Mike DeCourcy with his bids by conference. Big 10, he has 10. Big East, he has 7. Pac-12, 6, ACC, 5, Big 12, 4, SEC, 4, uh, American Athletic, 3, West Coast, 3, Atlantic, 10, 2, Mountain West, 2. So in terms of the Atlantic, 10, I think that they can get 3 Yeah. in. I think um, St. Mary still has a shot. but Yeah. If you look at uh, the A-10, you have Dayton's going to get in. Richmond or oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 the wrong conference. <laughs> Richmond, Rhode Island, those two teams have a chance. Uh-huh. So that would put you if those, both of those teams can get in, which I think that they still can. That puts you at three. Maybe that could happen. Uh, the Mountain West <clears throat> has two, which is going to be um, San Diego State and Utah State. Likely, I don't really see anything else after that at this point. So we'll see. I just – I don't think the Big Ten gets 10. I think it's going to be very hard for them to do that. Um, and, I mean, the top three conferences in the country, what would you say they are? I mean, Big Ten, Big East, who's third? I'm just going to say the Big 12 because they have Kansas and Baylor. Yeah, and if I were looking for depth, I'd look at the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean – They have a lot of teams at the top. You know, the SEC, Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, but – you know, after that, I Florida's okay, I guess. Mississippi State has a chance to get in. Yeah. Um, um, it looks like Florida w- would get in if it, if it ended now, but, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, the ACC is just completely top-heavy uh-huh. at the top three, which if they were to get – if the ACC gets five, what is that? Duke, Louisville, Florida State, and then the other two would be – NC State and Virginia. Yeah, so we should have a chance. Who knows? Who knows? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. 
and then you look at uh, the American Athletic. If they get three, um, it would be Houston, Cincinnati, and Wichita State or Memphis. Yeah, I don't think Memphis should get in. No, I think Wichita State still has a chance to get in. They started out so well. I think Wichita yeah. State was like eighteen and zero or sixteen and zero or something, but it's going to be tough for them. Uh, the A ten, like I said, Dayton is a lock. Yep. Richmond and Rhode Island both have chances, so that could get them three potentially because I think VCU is dead at this point. Yeah, I think Rhode Island has a really good chance. Um, Richmond is, like I said, they're, they're right there on the bubble. So Rhode Island still being the top forty in the net really helps them. So. Yeah. It should at least with with the way that they do this. And Rutgers is thirty fourth in the net, so clearly they like Rutgers. Which Rutgers is good, but I just the home road thing I can't get over for them. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd put them in right now where we stand, but they have to win more down the road since yeah, there is more of the season tough. left. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have anything else to add? I think that we covered no. a lot there. Oh uh, yeah. So we will be back doing this again next Monday. Uh, which will be number three, which I think I'm going to pull up the schedule here, but I think that'll be the second to last one before selection Sunday. And it'll be the last one of the regular season, because after that, I think that's when we kind of get into uh, conference tournaments. Uh I think, let me just double check this. Um, So weekend before. Yeah. March of. March 2nd is next week's number three, and the number four would be March 9th, which I think is right before because Selection right before, Sunday is on yeah. the 15th, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll there do – There might be some tournaments. Before, yeah. Like the other – I'm not sure, though. The ones that really don't that. matter that much. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then the we'll ones do... that actually matter, though, because winning yeah. you're in. So. Yeah, that's – well, <laughs> to the normal fan. Yeah, I got you. Because none of those teams are going to do anything in the tournament, but it's fun. Uh, bracket breakdown on March 16th, and then on the 24th, we'll do a review of opening week, and then we'll go from there, and there'll be a couple more after that probably. But we will be back on March 2nd. We'll see you then. A lot of big games this week, a lot of bracket changes, I assume, since there's about eight or nine games that are really going to swing some things in certain directions, I think. So yeah, we'll find out. It's we'll going to be back. that time. Fun week. Fun we'll week's be back. Ahead. Next Monday on March 2nd, and we'll see you then. Uh, Later.